I was born to be a mower, a mower, a muck. I was born to be a mower, yeah, I'm covered in grass, yeah, I'm slinging weed whackers, yeah, I'm making the cash. Yep, getting old does suck, but everybody is doing it. How you doing? It's Dozer Dave. Welcome to Live from the Kraken. Today's special guest is Aaron Crow with the brand new Elite Mower Racing Series. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about the ALS race. We're going to talk about his time with Arma and U.S. Lawn. Aaron has been around this sport forever and a day, and he has lots and lots of cool stories to tell. So stick around. You're not going to want to miss this one. Yep. I'm an old man. I'm turning 50 this year also. So I uh, wanted to talk to you guys real quick. I've got some friends who would have loved the opportunity to become old men, like my friend Chris Kemp, who passed away from ALS a few years ago. And uh, he was one of the inspirations behind uh, and partly his idea for doing this race. Uh, and I am eternally grateful to him. And he was a wonderful man. So September 9th and 10th, Mow Down ALS, Chillicothe, Ohio, Two Brothers Speedway, lots of raffles going to have a lot of fun going to have food by big dog pizza it's going to be fantastic we're going to have a tremendous time so come on out bring those mowers bring those go-karts uh we're going to be open to a lot of different classes uh so come on out it's going to be fun we we want to raise a lot of money for the als association of ohio and if you have any questions or want to make a donation or anything like that you can message me venmo mow down als if you'd like to make a financial donation um, or you can contact us directly off our Facebook page, Modown ALS. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, today's guest is Aaron Crow with the Elite Mower Series. This is our second take. We did a really great interview yesterday, and my equipment screwed up. So we're going to try to do it again. What's up, Aaron? How you doing, Dozer Dave? Oh, awesome as always, man. No complaints. Getting ready to head down to that warm weather in Florida out of Ohio and Hopefully, uh, bring home some really cool trophies, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I hear this, it's flamingo season down there, and uh, they taste like chicken, so better be prepared to take a little seasoning with you. Oh, yeah. The Kraken is hungry, and we got the grill warm. So, you got a new series, man. I'm so excited about this, the Elite Mower Racing Series. So, you want to talk about that for a minute, and then we'll kind of get into how, the, how it came to be. Um, absolutely. Um, well, uh, we are the uh, Elite Mower Racing Series, and uh, it is something that uh, my daughters and I have gotten together, and uh, that's Alicia Gofus and uh, Ashley Fletcher, um, and myself got together back in December and decided that um, we wanted to get back and give back to our family or all my racing family. Um, we, uh, as a family ran Arma for uh, 18 years, created it at our kitchen table when the kids grew up in it and everything. And, uh, we just decided that, uh, <clears throat> we wanted to do something a little different than everybody else was doing and, uh, give it a shot again and, and get back out, you know, 
with our, our family and our friends and, and affairs and so forth and uh, have a good time. Hell yeah, man. I am 100% into that. I can't wait for this. And so I know you, you know, like you just said, you ran Arma and you've been doing this for a long time. Like, what'd you say, 27 years? Yep, 27 years. Actually, um, I started racing lawnmowers shortly after the girls were born. Uh, I, uh, I used to race dirt stock cars and uh, I was invited to a car show. Uh, by a gentleman named Art Elsner, and I blame Art Elsner. I, I tell him every time I see him, I said, you know, this is your fault, right? So anyhow, uh, 27 years later, uh, here we are still at it, and uh, it just so happened we had the uh, race car there at his, he had a, a lawn and garden business, uh, tractor business, and um, held this car show every year, and he was a race car enthusiast, and in his spare time, he had played with a, couple uh lawnmowers five to be exact and he came out there and he's like hey i want you and you and you and you and you you guys think you're pretty good we're gonna see just how good you are and opened up the doors to his shop downstairs and here's these five lawnmowers and so uh had a little track built with uh orange fence and uh, straw bales and we got out there and they put me now, for those of you who don't know, I, I'm six foot two at that time. I was probably about 285 pounds. They put me on a Simplicity Yeoman, <laughs> which is a little pipe chassis rear engine rider with a five horse brake <laughs> on it. I look like a gorilla riding a football. <laughs> uh, every time he had it set up with a twist throttle on the handlebars, and every time I would turn to the left, it would pull the throttle wide open. And it was it was a race slash demolition derby slash uh, automotive experience. Uh, I don't know how you how you say it. There was there was a lot of hurt feelings and a few hurt hurt shins and bones and <laughs> things like that. So we were all yeah. said and done, but they loved it. And uh, that was my very first foray into racing lawnmowers. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I remember my first uh, going there. But, you know, and we were talking about those mowers. We didn't talk about this yesterday, but I recently had gotten last year, and I, I'm so sorry the name is going to escape me. Old age is creeping up on me. A uh, really nice couple who had been in racing with U.S. Lawn and for years and gave me three mowers. One was the Iron Maiden. Um, I can't remember the name of the other, the other ones. But... You know, these things were terrifying to look at. And, they're, they're t you know, they were transaxles and they had stock steering and the governor removed with no scatter shield or no billet flywheel. And, you know, they're telling me, well, yeah, we ran these things for like 10 miles. I'm like, you did what? Yeah. You know, uh, welcome, welcome to the early years of lawnmower racing. Basically, uh, you know, we started out, when I started out, we raced in, in, in pastures, cow pastures and stuff. Matter of fact, one of the first races I was in, uh, I was told, be careful for the bull chips. <laughs> and uh, you had to dodge them in the gopher holes and yeah. uh, make sure you weren't behind somebody that decided to go through one of the cow pies. I so, uh, you know. Uh, Most of the bullshit I've encountered in racing has been in the pits, so. Yeah, well, there we, we used to do a little bit of it out there. No, no prepared tracks. 
put some cones out there, some hay bales out there in a pasture or a field, and, you know, whatever you could scavenge together. We had no, we had no built parts when wow. I started. I mean, we had guys that were taking hand grinders and making camshafts. We wow. had, you know, we had guys that, that, uh, were very, very creative and ingenuitive. I mean, we, we used to take the, uh, 12 horsepower, uh, Briggs motors and put 10 and 11 horsepower heads on them because it would raise the compression in them. We didn't have billet rods. We didn't have billet flywheels. Uh, we used to run the old one piece carburetors cause you know, and, and modify them ourselves to put like can and air filters and stuff on them. You know, uh, when you say old school, I mean, we were all ran transaxle. As a matter of fact, the, I think it was the third machine that I built um, was the very first one that had a live axle in it and wow. the 700, 700 transmission. And that was a BP class machine or a V twin. Um, and I'll be honest, if, if it wouldn't have been for one person, uh, I didn't know this person from Adam. I met him on the internet and we would talk every couple nights. We'd talk for half hour, 45 minutes. And that person was George Heron. Oh God. Yeah. George. George talked me through building my very first BP tractor over the phone. Wow. And we had hit it off, but it wasn't always so nice. Um, I went to the very first USLMRA national uh, finals, and uh, I was so excited because I was going to meet this guy. And I got out there, and I'm like running around the pits like, where's George? Where's George? I want to talk to George. Where's George? Where's George? I get over to George, and George is buried in a tractor. And I go, hey, George, I'm here, and I'm the guy you've been talking to all this time. And he's like, yeah, so I'm busy. <laughs> yep, that was George. I'm like, I'm like, instant deflation. I'm like, man, what a guy, you know? <laughs> but I love George to death. I mean, yeah. I, I did a lot of things with George in the years following and so forth, and he supported us, and we tried to support him, and um definitely gone way way too soon he was yeah. he was a treasure very much and, yeah i i came into the sport and i think this is my eighth year i think of doing it and i was lucky enough to to be at one of the last and i i know they still put the race on but one of the last all americans that george put on and it was it was the first time i'd ever seen a hundred plus mowers at a track and it rained like hell and, you know, of course, George is looking around for people. And I was ha I was running a GPT at the time, and I was having a hell of a time. I kept burning up carburetors and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, George is like, well, we need somebody to run the track in. And, of course, you know, it's I didn't know any better that it's a big soup bowl out there. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I honestly think I had at least 15 to 20 pounds of red clay on that mower. I mean, it was, oh, it was a mess, but, you know, but that was George. I mean, he, he'd help you out, but if he was busy, he'd let you know he was busy. <laughs> you know, he was the nicest, grumpiest old man I think we'd ever met. And 100% gone too soon. I, I agree. He, he pushed this sport forward in so many ways that it, you know, people that didn't get the medium, I, it was, our sport equivalently to losing Dale Earnhardt. It really was that big. 
it it hurt us bad. And I think the sport would be much bigger today and much further advanced if George was still here with us. Well, George, I mean, we're kind of getting off the top. Yeah, we are. But in all honesty, um, George, with his association with uh, EC Distributing, um, EC Carburetors, uh, the Ford family down there and everything, I mean, they, they brought lawnmower racing to the forefront by offering items yeah you know for for us guys that were rooting through junk piles and things like that i mean the ability to get billet connecting rods and billet flywheels which they were they went to arc and and um you know through arc was making these they started marketing them to the lawnmower industry and then they started making things like transmission plates and started offering the 700 style transmissions and started offering axle kits and you know so the guys didn't have to scrounge they could pick up the phone and pretty much call ec distributing and have a top-notch carburetor and have and have information yeah to to make it all work so 100 percent yeah. So yeah, right. We we are getting off topic. So let's talk about the let's talk get back on the elite series. Let's talk about where you're going to run it, how it's going to be run. Tell us tell us everything you got about it. Well, uh, you know, as as things have transitioned from years ago and everything, uh, I, I really enjoyed the the fair scene, uh, traveling around doing fairs festivals. Uh, saw it as an opportunity to grow the sport in front of large crowds of people. And um, I, I really enjoy that setting. So as we decided to develop elite elite motor racing, that's where we're going back to. We're going back to the uh, the arenas and the rings and and the racetracks at the fairs where we can put you know twenty five hundred three thousand people a lot of times in grandstands and entertain oh, yeah. them for the evening. Um, that's you know. There's some series out there that, that go to the big tracks, the big smooth cart tracks, and they get the ultimate speed and, and things like that. And, hey, for the racers and so forth, that's a great thing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, you know, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, not down in that at all. But as far as growing the sport, as far as getting exposure and things like that, um, the competition level of these smaller, tighter tracks and so forth – really comes to the forefront in front of these bigger crowds. And it also offers us the opportunity to offer an entertainment value to these fairs and festivals and um, allows us to, to do some nice things for the racers too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the, do you, I know you've been working on a schedule. So what are some of the dates you've got going on or some of the tracks? I know you're, you've been kind of, Tidying, tidying a few details up. Yeah, um, I'm one of these guys. I, I, I don't have a schedule out yet. Uh, we've got uh, about eight events so far that we've uh, that we've secured or are in the process of securing. Um, and until I get the, the contract signed, get the I's dotted and the T's crossed, I don't like to put it out there. Uh, I can tell you this. Uh, we're going into a place in Pennsylvania and we're basically running in the mid-Atlantic region right now. Uh, basically, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, that's that's where I've got my focus 
right now. Nice. Um, so um, we're going into a fair that actually has a place called uh, they own they own the racetrack. It's called the Action Track, and um, that's in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. And they actually race 600 micros and things like that on this track. All right. And uh, they're actually going to be on that track on Wednesday night. We're going to be there for the first time ever on that track on Friday night in front of the fair crowd. Oh, hell so yeah. I am super stoked about that. Yeah, I will be um, there for that one. We are going back to uh, the Montgomery County Fair. We haven't been. Uh, I was there with Arma probably uh, seven, eight years ago. Okay. And um, <clears throat> they called and looking for um, mowers back again. And uh, we're going in there uh, th- again this year. And that's in Rock- Rockville, Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C. All right. Um, we won't hold we that are- against them. I'm sorry? We're not going to hold that against them. Yeah, well. Um, then uh, we've got a kind of a cool deal going on. Uh, first weekend in October, uh, the Delmarva Truck Show. And basically, anything that's truck-related from mini pickups to super semis, tow trucks, dump trucks, whatever, uh, they're at the Delaware State Fairgrounds for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we will be there Friday and Saturday racing racing for them at the Delmarva Truck Show. Wow. So uh, those are the ones I can throw out there right now. I, I have a couple other ones. Uh, that we are working on, and uh, uh, hopefully I'll be able to let them out very soon. But um, yeah, it's 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 exciting. I got I'm late in the game getting in because the girls and I decided to do this in December. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing like jumping in the fire. You what? Know? Man, I run one race a year, and I start it the day after that race ends. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I've been very blessed and very fortunate. Um, we have two premium sponsors that have come on board. And I uh, want to give a shout out to Aspen Fuels. Uh, they are new to here in the United States. Uh, they've been here about a year, based out of Sweden. All right. And uh, they are one of the man- only manufacturers in the world of an alkalite fuel, alkalite type of gasoline, um, which we are going to start, you know, really promoting very heavily, and we're going to be running at our events and so forth because it's so much better for the environment, and it's also so much better for the racers. puts out much less hydrocarbons and so forth. All that stuff that kind of makes you sick when you're sitting in traffic, all the noxious fumes and stuff, not with Aspen. Nice. They they make it they make it in a uh, it's ninety two octane in its standard form, um, and comes pre mixed in four stroke or uh, I'm sorry pre mixed for two stroke and, and regular four stroke gas, um, and is available a lot of your small engine shops now around the country. They're a growing name. Uh, they jumped on board with us. We are the only uh, lawnmower racing organization in the country with Aspen Fuels. Nice. Uh, uh, they did get on board with, uh, in California, the shifter cart program in California. Um, so you will see Aspen through um, some other uh, carting uh, situations or, or, or scheduling. Um, 
but uh, if it's good enough to run in a shifter cart that turns 14,000 RPM, I think we'll be okay with it. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to it, actually. I can't wait to run that fuel. So, and our second sponsor is Ventrac Tractors, which is out of Orville, Ohio. Um, I actually work for a Ventrac dealer in my job, and uh, they were nice enough to um, hook us up with a tractor for using to help maintain the tracks and so forth will be with us at every event. Plus nice. it'll be our track vehicle for breakdowns and problems and things like that. So, um, you know, if anybody's looking for a handy dandy tractor or articulated, uh, flex frame tractor that will accept over 30 different attachments, uh, your professional landscaper to your, uh, high end homeowner, uh, We've got a vent track that'll fit you. So, yeah, um, I've got 0. 0.14 of an acre here at Kraken Estates, so I think that I could definitely use one. Well, I, I think we can bring our 95-inch wham mower over on the front of that thing, and uh, probably make like one pass and turn around and come back, and 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 you'll be done. That works. So, uh, I hate cutting grass. Yeah, uh, one and done, man. Just enough room to turn it around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're coming on board or are on board. And, uh, like I say, we are really looking forward to uh, doing a lot of great things with them. Aspen is Aspen is very, very community-oriented. Um, that is one of the nice. things that they loved about the lawnmower racing, about we interact with the public a lot. And we work within our local communities doing a lot of, like, charitable events and things like that, like our ALS race. Good segue, because I was going to talk about that next. So, uh, you know, they're, they're offering up some product so that at every, every actual event that we do this year, we are going to find a charitable cause that can use awesome. some free gas awesome. and we are going to donate it to whether it be a volunteer fire department in a local area or a, a organization that's, you know, maybe running generators to build homes for people. Right. Yeah. You know, like Habitat for Humanity or something like that. We're going to be out there. Uh, handing out some some free fuel to yeah. help them along. And right now so, it's it's getting ugly, man. I'm telling you, I'm I'm dreading this summer with the cracking. It only gets like six miles a gallon, so ooh, it's gonna be rough. If, if the wind keeps up like it is tonight, you better make a sale for that thing and just Amen. sail it Amen. Florida. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah, let's talk about the ALS race. Now you're on our board. We we started just a brief history for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, I started this race. I mentioned it in t today's promo. Um, I am a respiratory therapist, and I had a patient who we really clicked. We became really good friends. And one of the first you know, times I, I met him and was working with him on some equipment, I talked about mower racing, and he said, why don't you do a charity race? And I said, you know, that's a great idea. And I thought about it for you know a day or so, and I came up with a mow down ALS, and we put it on, and the first year was tough but the second year and every year after then has been gotten better and better and better and we thank god we we had to uh do a uh hold on a second here. all right uh we, we had to do a board and we now are 503c so aaron and his both his daughters alicia and ashley are on the board along with dustin music and myself and my wife angie so you know, it's uh, it's a labor. It's a it's a labor, but I'll tell you, we, we love it. And that that race was so much fun this year when Stacy Compton came in, and you and and uh, Tom Price and I think Chuck and Clifton all were his crew chiefs. 
Yeah, we, we were crew by committee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I had I had two tractors that I was trying to actually three tractors I was trying to keep going. I had three there that were racing and and when you guys came up and said, Hey, will you help me crew crew chief for today's Compton? It was such an honor. I yeah. couldn't say no. Uh, it was it was just absolutely incredible that Stacy took the time to come and be with us. Uh, he actually took time away from his daughter. Yeah. Uh, to be with us. And what a stand up guy. I mean, absolute delight to be around. Um, in, in you know, he, he was he was just incredible. I mean, I've been around some NASCAR drivers and that, the monster truck drivers and things like that, you know, but he was so humble. And yeah, he was so down to earth. I was going to say just, that he just took it all in. It was incredible. Yeah, he uh, when he came, he never had a. Ch- I mean, he's unbelievably talented. He was doing things on that mower for someone who's never been on one before. It was amazing. I mean, he took that thing from I think it was eighth to, to third in just a few laps, and was just driving the snot out of it. But you know, when he came into pits. He was so humble. He was asking other drivers, all right, how do you do this? All right, how do you get this? How do you make it turn like this? How did you guys set this up like this? He was there to learn, and it was so cool of him, and I can't wait to have him on the on the podcast. I keep threatening him, and I, you know, we, we haven't made our schedules mesh yet, but he, he was so humble, and we've invited him back this year. He's going to check his, his schedule for his daughter's horse uh, racing. Or I think she barrel races or something to, to that effect. And hopefully him and his family can make it this year. And he's, I'll tell you, if you missed it last year, don't miss it this year. Cause it was a absolute awesome time. And I know turbo Tim wants a rematch and, and, you know, wants to defend his title against the NASCAR driver and everyone else. And, and, and a shout out to turbo Tim. Love I mean, turbo Tim. That young man took it upon himself to raise money. Yes, he did. And donate to the, to the ALS cause. Um, you know, he faces a lot of challenges every day yes, with he his does. head up, his chin high. And, uh, I hope he's doing great. I haven't seen, I know he has some, some work done on his legs and so yeah. forth. Um, I pray for him that he, that he's doing wonderful. He's such an inspiration. He absolutely and the is. Family support unit around him is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, such a delight to have around a racetrack. Yeah. So, and, and I've got some last year. So every year, and it, since about the third year it started, I got drunk and no. I know, right. And I was out, I was on vacation and I was out drinking at a cafe with my beautiful bride and a Facebook ad popped up to make your own Hawaiian shirt. And our good friend Tom Smith always wears a Hawaiian shirt when he races. So I grabbed a picture of Tom off Facebook because he has real tall, goofy, foofy, troll-like hair and uh, made a Hawaiian shirt. And it just went over great. I made a couple for the raffle, and they just went crazy. So this past year, I made them for Turbo Tim. And we had a a go-kart. We had a helmet signed by Kyle Larson, who won the NASCAR championship. And the what got the most tickets were the Hawaiian shirts with Turbo Tim's face on it. And that just says so much about our community. And I didn't even get to keep one for myself. I normally will, will buy them and put them back, you know, put one back for me. I got your, I got your shirt. Yeah, you got it. I have your shirt. 
So I didn't even get to keep one because they were in such high demand. Yeah. So, you know, I'm so excited that, that, you know, with, with Tim, once again, you're right. I mean, he faces some challenges. Um, I believe he was diagnosed with autism and uh, cerebral palsy, and he, you know, he, he has troubles. He has some, some challenges in his life, but the one thing Kathleen has told us, his, his mom, is basically that, you know, he loves coming to the track because we treat him like every other racer. You know, Turbo Tim is, he, he's driving his own mower now, and he has his own special race, but you know, he, he likes to talk smack to us and have fun with us. And, you know, we love him to death for that. So, you know, he's pretty good with a pie too. He's very good with a pie. And we got like 5 million hits on that thing on TikTok. It was awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited for him. So, uh, all right. So elite, we keep going off tangents. So elite series. So we know when, where, how, um, you said with the fairs, I think yesterday you talked about people are going to get tow money. Yeah, uh, one of the things that we want to get back to is something we did years ago with Arma. Um, we understand the situation. Uh, the folks are facing in the economy that we have today. Uh, like you were mentioning earlier, the uh, $5 a gallon gasoline right now or mm-hmm. diesel fuel. Um, and there's no end in sight. I mean, this this, this uh I, I don't want to get political, but yeah. what's going on right now is just absolutely ludicrous. Um, but anyhow, um, you know, we have the ability to go into these venues and and get paid to put on these shows. And consequently, it affords us the ability to give back to the racers and help them cover their travel expenses and so forth. And it may, it may not be you know, a huge amount of money. Uh, but, you know, when you can come and race basically and make money and not have to worry about where you finish and not have to worry about paying in a large entry fee to get a little something back, um, it's a win-win. Right. And, and, and that's where we're at. You know, uh, we're kind of going, we're not charging, um, a membership fee per se per year with our organization. We want everybody and anybody to come and race with us. There's going to be a minimal uh, entry fee, and that will basically be your membership and cover the insurance and so forth on you, which we are being covered with $5 million worth of insurance. Um, we are not cutting corners in any way, shape, or form. Um, so that uh, we are able to uh, do this tow money is what we're calling it is tow money and uh, for each individual tractor that comes there will be tow money for each tractor that physically goes on the track I had a couple guys say well I can bring 10 tractors but only 6 of them run well guess what you're getting tow money for 6 yeah Um, you know um, that's that's the way that works so uh, you know we, we Broke down the class structure a little bit yesterday. We talked about it. Yeah, let's talk about that again. Uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to have five classes. Um, what what's going to set us apart a little bit is the fact that we're kind of raising the bar a little, but yet we're staying we're staying relatively. Um, I want to say calm. We're not we're not 
reinventing the wheel. Um, basically, four of our classes are going to be based on the uh, FX or Supermod style chassis, 42 inch wide, uh, seat down in the, in the tractor. Um, the difference is going to be we're going to run Supermod Twin or FXT for those who are U.S. members. Uh, we're going to run Supermod Single, uh, FXS. We're going to do a LMS class. And basically, LMS is going to be the Supermod style chassis with a stock up to a 33 cubic inch single cylinder engine. Basically, it's the same rules as Mod XR or GP class in U.S. as far as powertrain rules and so forth, but it's going to be on a Supermod style chassis. So you're going to be lower to the ground, you're going to be wider, uh, be able to let it hang out a little more, and not much, to worry about fall, falling much, out of the seat. Much safer. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the fourth class that we're looking at, we're gearing towards our younger crowd. Um, we're trying to make it so that we can give our teens and, and, and possibly preteens uh, an avenue because our kids, what I found over the years, I mean, my kids started racing when they were seven years old with bone stock lawnmowers, and then they moved into super stock, and then they went to uh, mini sportsmen, and then sportsmen, and now they race supermod singles at 27. So they've been racing for 20 years. But what we find out a lot is as kids grow up, they get bored. Yeah. And we're trying to keep the excitement and we're trying to keep the price for the team owner, uh, team financier, which a lot of times is mom and dad. Present. Yep. Uh, and, and, and have a program that can evolve without a lot of expenditure. So we're going to go and utilize the uh, Supermod style chassis also in this class, but we're going to go with a 212 Predator type of engine. And uh, with anybody that's familiar with uh, armor rules, we had a class, it was called Mini Pro, which they based on like the Huffy style chassis. We're basically going to follow the same engine build rules is what we have for Mini Pro. Okay. We're just we're just going with the different chassis. Now, what this does, and and we feel this is this is something that is very important. Um, as the child progresses or teenager progresses, the need for speed also increases. Oh yeah. You know we don't we don't want to get bored. So, um, in this case, mom, dad, whoever the team owner is. Um, can take that same chassis and repower it and move up a class and pick up more speed. Here's a unit that the child is familiar with yeah. as far as handling characteristics and things like that, and we can grow power and, and, and grow through into adulthood and the premium upper echelon classes with the same tractor instead of having to completely rebuild every time. Yeah, and that just happened in our club uh, in Ohio here. Uh, Brian Black, he started off where he had the kids' chassis, and, you know, he he got – he's an exceptionally talented driver. 
He's just one of those guys. He's a, he's another Matt Fessler. He's just extremely talented. And he he was getting pretty bored, you know, because he was ready to move up, and he's moved up to the FX single class. And I'm, I'm a Honda guy, and I'm telling you, he's got a CML-built Briggs on a slacker chassis. Good luck catching that kid. Good freaking luck. He is patient. He knows how to drive it, and he's got more than enough power to get around that track. So he's going to be in Florida, so you guys just be ready because I'm telling you, I'd be shocked if he's not in the top three at the end of the races. Yeah, he's one of those kids, too, that cut his teeth at that little bull ring yep. at Limestone. Yes. And, and, and I mentioned this last night, and I gotta wish we could have recorded last night. I wish it would have come out. I know. I'm um, having fun with this tonight, but we, we covered so much stuff last night. And, I know we did. Uh, well, shout out to Charlie, Charlie yep. Snyder and his wife. Um, they, they've been running, uh, Limestone Valley for the last couple of years. And, um, Charlie reached out to me not too long ago and asked if we were going to be making the trip out from Pennsylvania out there, uh, anytime this year, because, uh, possibility this could be the last year for Limestone Valley. Yeah. Um, but that is a track that I don't care who comes from that track. If you cut your teeth on that track. You're viable for a win anywhere in the country. You absolutely are. Because that track teaches you to drive. Yes. And it's not necessarily who has the most horsepower or who has the most money. If you can get around that track and not end up in the back wall. Yep. Or in the creek. Or out of return four. Um, you can go anywhere in race. And, and you mentioned Matt Fessler. Yeah. Matt Fessler is just one of those people, as we mentioned, talked about last night. You could give Matt Fessler a wheelbarrow with a flat tire, and he's going to put it victory lane. Uh, uh, yeah, I've said that just, for years. He's I, talented. Yeah, I said that for years. I mean, I, you know, the first couple times I watched Matt drive and started asking him for some tips and for him and Brad Adams and Joey. And I just looked at Matt and I said, you could be on a tricycle at Daytona and finish in a top three. <laughs> Good Lord. I've never seen, you know, there was, there was a time where was, there was a mower that wasn't handling very good and it was run. It was a single, an FX single. And the, you know, they brought it into the pits and Matt says, all right, well, let me take it out and see if I can figure it out. He goes out with the twins. Now this is a mower that came, wasn't handling very well, came into the pits, was running towards the back of the single class. He went out there and was running, I think, the top three with the twins of about five twins. You know, he's just an unbelievable driver. I mean, he just he can put those things in situations. Him, Joey, Brad, Andy Williams, I mean, all those guys. Uh, Taylor Schwartz, I'm telling you, anybody, you're right, anybody who cut their teeth at Limestone, I've been lucky enough to race there for eight seasons. And, you know, I, I think um, – Chucky, Chucky said he's leaving, but I, I think there's talk of they're going to try to work it out where you know other people can take over the track and keep going. Hopefully, they do. Well, I, a big shout out to, to Papa Joe. Yeah. Uh, you know, Joe started doing that track out there uh, many, many years ago, and you know, put it in Dad's backyard. Yes, it is. And, and Mom and Dad have put up with those crazy people coming to that, coming to their backyard for our picnics and 
um, you know, we show up for a picnic and the race breaks out. You know, yep. kind of thing. We'll bring our campers and all that stuff and spend the weekend. It's like a big family reunion out there. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost uh, uh, Joey's mom this year. Yeah, we did. And uh, I know uh, it's been real hard on Papa Joe. Yeah. And, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers have been with him. We've been thinking about him a lot. And the whole Chambers family, uh, Joey, I mean, Joey stepped down, what, two years ago. And like uh, Chunky yeah. Chunk and everybody stepped up. I mean, the whole crew of them stepped up and uh, kept the track going and, and viable. And, you know, it's it's... <laughs> It's not the biggest track in the world. It's not the fanciest track in the world. But by God, it's a racetrack. Yes, it is. And, and it's it's one of them that if you haven't ever experienced Limestone Valley Speedway, put it on your bucket list. Yeah. Because get, you will not be disappointed. Get there this season because I'm telling you, you won't believe how much fun that track is. And and it, it makes you a driver. And I've seen people that have run the other series, you know, the big tracks, and they come to Limestone, and they can't figure it out. You know, and these are some of the fastest, you know, supposed to be the fastest mowers in the country, and they'll get out there, and it's a bull ring. I mean, and you got tight, I won't say tight turns, but you've got some pretty, you know, pretty, I don't know, short turns, I guess it is, and you got to figure a way to drift that thing around there, and man, it, without losing any speed, and and it's a it's an art form. So yeah, yeah. I, but I know I've, I've scratched my head many days trying to figure out how to get the girls around there. And yeah, haven't we all? My, myself too. But uh, uh, God, what a good time out there! So oh God, yeah. I mean, it's it's such a great time, and and we had the ALS race there the third year and loved it. But the problem was is we were stacked like tuna and. We couldn't have got another trailer in there with a shoehorn, and we didn't have everybody show up that we thought we were going to have show up. So, you know, that was one of the deciding factors to move it up to two's, two brothers because there just was no place to put anybody else safely. And, you know, we it was just a little – it just got really packed really quick. <laughs> so, well, and our ALS race is growing every year. And, yeah. And they're yeah. – again. That is one of the events because of what it is and what it's for. Uh, I'm a little prejudiced. I'm a little biased. Yeah. That's um, so am I. You know, um, Stacy, my wife, uh, passed away from ALS in uh, 2016, October 5th of 2016. And, um, you know, that was one of those things. That there was, I believe it was one year i think we were down in uh, right outside of cincinnati the track down there it actually fell on the anniversary yeah the and, first als race did it did yeah and uh you talk about rip your heart out i mean it was it was one of those things that i was i was so blown away that it was being done to start with and then to have it fall on that date yeah. um by accident I mean, not not planned at all right right but I mean, the blessings that we we get from the things that we do, and 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 I know. I mean, we talked about George and and I mm-hmm. about uh, like Stacy, and you know, there's so many others that have been so not only in my life, but in 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 the lawnmower racing uh, community that have been so. Uh, 
strong. Yeah. And so, so giving, um, they're all up there smiling down on us when we do things like that. I mean, it, I, it, you can, you I can feel so. it. I mean, yeah. they're, they're blessing us. They are. And you know, we give away, it's not a widely advertised thing, but we, we award, I should say not give away, but we award the, uh, Stacy Krause spirit of the race award every year. And, uh, I think the first year it went to your girls. Um, and we, we give it to people who really embrace the spirit of giving and helping. And it's for people who help me and help us, I should say, go above and beyond to put this race on. And I know last year's winners was uh, Troy and his whole entire group from Michigan because they had a race from U.S. Lawn that paid them a couple thousand dollars. And the first thing he said was, nope, give it to Dave's charity. You know, give it to Mow Down ALS. And that was just so huge, you know, and it's, it, it costs a decent amount of money to put this race on and we're, we're getting better, um, at, at things. And, but, you know, for people that would just, that they just give, I mean, Turbo Tim, who, you know, once again, just went above and beyond and raised you know money on his own and, and made that, I mean, it was every year we wrestle with that. To, to raise money to donate for the ALS plus other things. I mean, but uh, we were we were at Bowles Farm last year, and he had a he had a table set up there, and uh, they were selling lemonade to raise money to donate for the ALS race, which it just it brought tears to my eyes. I mean, it's just things like that that, that keep me involved with this sport. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, when I talked last year to ALS race, and I, I, I said that that could possibly be the last race we get. I mean, my kids are getting older. They're both married. And um, I'm an old man. I, I, I don't get to race much anymore. I hurt too bad and all that stuff. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. So, you know, I was very seriously uh, considering retiring and, and getting out and turning the mowers over to the girls. If they wanted to continue to race, they could. But... I was going to step away, and then uh, we had the race. We had the ALS race. It, I mean, from the, the from the morning to the evening, my complete demeanor as far as what my future was going to be completely changed. The the, the giving and the, the people and the, the the loving of each other, and you know, people just helping each other out and, and, you know, the whole cause. And I'm like, how can I possibly walk away from this? These people are my family. Yeah. You know, this is, this is where I am. This is who I am. And, and, uh, I'm proud to be part of that family. So I am too. And we've got some new guys that are coming into the sport that I've been talking to lately. And, and that's the thing that I've been trying to, you know, explain to them is just, you're not going to believe how, how much you're going to feel welcomed. How it, it's family. Once you're in the family, we're going to help you out and do anything you can. And I always tell people, if you break in the pits and you don't have five, 10 people coming up asking what you need, you really need to examine your personality because that's a problem. And, you know, I've even gone up to racers. I mean, we all have people in, in that we may not like. You know, I mean, I, I'm guilty of that. There's a couple of people in the sport that are, that were in or may not be in anymore that I, I wasn't a fan. You know, I, I didn't think they, but even, but if they broke, I'd go over and talk to them at least. You know, I mean, it depends if I had the part available, 
but you know, even the people you're not a huge fan of, most of the time you still want to help. I, I've always had the theory I'd rather race you on the track than, than see you sitting in the pits. Exactly. Uh, you know, you can bench race all day long, all week long, but when 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 the tires hit the dirt, yeah. that's that's when it that's when it really matters. And and we're not doing it. We're not getting rich. We're not making money, a lot of money doing this. Uh, I told people a long time ago, and it's actually in a video that that's been put out, a movie. And uh, in the interview, I told him, I said, this isn't rocket science. Yeah. We're not going to the moon. We're racing lawnmowers. Right. You know? So getting mad, getting, you know, upset with people, getting, why? If you're not having fun, you're not, you're in the wrong business. Yeah. You know, you're, you're in the wrong place. And I try to remember that. I, I'm guilty on a few things. I mean, I've, I've gotten upset at the track before of a few things, but. You're right. At the end of the day, I mean, sometimes I feel a little silly about it. Sometimes I don't. And, you know, sometimes I think I was justified. Sometimes I wasn't, you know, but I try not. I try to keep a perspective on it now. And sometimes you just sit back in your chair, have a beer and accept free pizza. It's you know, all good. that's what I was telling them. We were talking about, you know, we're going through all the what ifs because we're going down to Florida and guys are bringing backup motors. And I said, what are you going to do if you break, Dave? I'm going to be laying in my hammock, drinking a beer, watching you guys race. <laughs> That's easy. Speaking of pizza. Oh, beer. yeah. Big Dog Pizza, uh, our new our new sponsor. Your new sponsor for the ALS race, Big Dog Pizza, yes, sir. Yeah, my friend uh, Chris Sackrider, we've been friends, God, for years, probably 25 years now, if not longer. He owns Big Dog Pizza, and he's going to come out and, and bring his pizza truck out. But they also have... They just put out on Facebook the Big Dog Challenge, which is two three-topping 18-inch pizzas. You and one other person have to finish it in 30 minutes. I'm in. Oh. And I, I, told, I told you last night, I'm already claiming my partner. He's not going anywhere else. He doesn't know it yet, but he's my partner. And that's Mr. Tim Alexander from Middle Road Speedway. Oh, and we are definitely going to get that on film. and you know, People earn that. I oh, promise. That is going to be. I, I I could probably do it back in my day. My grandson, who's twelve, could probably do it by himself, and he only weighs like ninety pounds. But I, who boy, now I'd I'd have to have an IV of Prilosec or something. But it would be ugly. But all right, well, we've been gabbing forever. We better wrap this up. Uh, we're gonna lose everyone here because we keep telling our stories. But Aaron, I love you to death, like a brother. You know that. I know, man, and and. Uh, you know, I want to say a big shout out to everybody that's headed to Florida this weekend. West Pyburn and his crew down there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it'll be awesome. I wish I could be there. I've got obligations with work and everything. I can't be there. I'm kind of bummed about that. But uh, I want everybody to be safe. Have a great time. And just remember, flamingos aren't pink until they're old. Yep. We got to get them while they're young. When they're young and 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 ripe, they're still white. So you know, if you get a, a pink flamingo, it's 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 time for it to go anyhow. So the kraken's you know. hungry. The kraken is hungry. All right, brother. Well, I will talk to you soon. All right, y'all be good. Thank All right, you. Talk Have to you, brother. Night. Love you, man. Love you too, All right. brother. Bye. News team, assemble. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. 
And it's time for the news with our new Cubby reporter, Brandon Black. Take it away, Brandon. Yes, this is Brandon here with your news for this episode. Don't forget, we have the Snowbird Nationals coming up this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday down at Avon Park, Florida. It's going to be a great time. Everybody should try to make it, try to support your local clubs. Um, we have open practice coming up at Limestone on April 23rd. Woohoo! <laughs> that way you can tune them in. You can try to beat us. On April 16th and 17th, we have an exhibition race at Bristol Motor Speedway. The trucks will be running on Saturday. The cup cars will be running on Sunday. So that will be a great time to get some great PR out for the mower racing. Um, if you have any local track news, no matter where you're at, and you would like us to air your news on our next episode, contact us at OMRA on Facebook. Send us a message. Hell we'll yeah. get it out there. Hell yeah. So a little applause. Good job. Um, I've invited Stacy to come to Bristol. Hopefully Stacy Compton can make it. And we're going to have more details coming up from Chuck Miller as soon as he gets them. So this, uh, that's a once in a lifetime thing. And that's a bucket list item for me. So, yes, it, it will be a great time, a great time for sure. All and, right. uh, I would, I would love to see as many people make a lot of these races. I know with, uh, the fuel prices we're having right now, I've seen where some of our local tracks uh, that we race at are trying to help our local racers, and I really appreciate that, you know, to uh, to keep the sport going in this hard times that we're, we're coming up on right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out, you know, to, to two brothers. I mean, I've seen a post on their uh, Facebook page last night where they've helped out, you know, the cart classes and stuff. We don't race for money, and that keeps our sport down. But, um, you know, the cart guys, they race for money, and that, that track, you know, is going above and beyond to try to help those guys still be able to race and afford it. Hell yeah. And that's why I'm glad, you know, we have we have our ALS race there. I mean, they're, they're great people there at that track. Hell yeah, they are. Greg is, always goes above and beyond, so... All right, well, that's it for the news for this episode. We are going to be doing another episode while we're in Florida with Chuck Miller, and we will have more news as it happens. I'd buy that for a dollar. All right, our new segment is It's a Deal. Damn, son, that's a deal. Yep, first one is up. Uh, Karen Gandy and Randy Gandy, they have some parts for sale. Looks like they got a carburetor with manifold can-in filter. Purchaser pays shipping. And he also has a engine. Looks like it's a uh, motor's been freshened up with a, just a few races on it. No races on it. Being in Superflow 34-millimeter carburetor, exhaust pipe. Uh, I think they want 2000 for that. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't see it in the ad, but it's all going to be listed on the OMRA page. And then we also have a whole mower for sale coming out of Missouri. It is a single uh, Southwest Missouri built 500 motor by Mac Racing with top-of-the-line parts, Micron 5-tack, bully clutch, 
Comes with extra parts, $5,500. Message David Ortelzla, O-R-T-O-L-A-Z-A. For more information, no trades going to be listed on the OMRA page. Um, let's see here. And then Joe Maglet. He has a built 31 Briggs for you Briggs guys and also has a peerless transmission with gears. So, uh, yeah, it's a deal. Uh, you Briggs guys, that's a good deal on that one. And then finally, my deal of the day. Deal. Deal. Damn, son. That's a deal. Yep. Uh, is Dave Dysert has an FXT race ready mower, cart rear axle, right angle gearbox, Micron 4, uh, Cromwell full built Vanguard motor. This thing is a monster. Matt Smith used to own this and it was the champion for the Mega Series. This is a fast, fast mower. I think he's wanting 5,500 for it. You couldn't build the engine, you couldn't build half that engine for 5,500 bucks. So, y'all a fool if you don't want to buy that mower, but. Once again, we're going to have all these on the LMRA page. You can go there and uh, check them out. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Damn, son. That's a deal. Now, aren't you guys glad you stayed around? This week's Live from the Kraken with Dozer Dave is brought to you by Altered Minds Productions, Angela Sherald, producer, Elite Mower Racing, Big Dog Pizza, the Ohio Mower Racing Association, Mow Down ALS, September 9th and 10th, Chillicothe, Ohio, Two Brothers Speedway, Great CML Race Engines and Chassis. Uh, this week's musical guest was Bowling for Soup, Chris Knight, and my man, Bob Seeger. Guest on Live from the Crack with Dozer Dave receive absolutely nothing. What do I look like, Joe Rogan? Come on. We'll see you guys soon. See you at the track.